the Speaking of Tangents End of Year Spectacular Five Days of Holidays podcast. An end of the year spectacular five days of holidays podcast for your ears. It's day three. Quick editor's note, it's actually day four. And today is the premiere of our brand new segment, The Podcasts of Christmas Past, part one. In this new segment, we'll go back to the beginning, where it all began. The beginning of speaking of tangents, that is. Back to a simpler time, before KJ and I had interviewed any guests. Back to when we were just starting out in this cold world of internet audio ranting. In fact, we're gonna go so far back that we can't even go back any further, almost. What you are about to hear was recorded over 18 months ago. Yes, we can't believe we're putting this out there either. We hope you'll enjoy this window into our podcast soul. It's really only the second time we ever tried to record anything together for a podcast. But maybe it'll explain more about why we do this nonsense. But I wouldn't count on it. Today, in part one, KJ interviews me. And you can probably guess what's in store tomorrow since it's named part two. So we'll hope you enjoy, as Speaking of Tangents presents, The Podcast of Christmas Past, Part 1. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Well, we don't have a guest, but we thought, um, since a lot of people may not know who these two yahoos are, um, that we would interview each other. And Sounds good. Um, so, first of all, I guess we'll give a little background. Um, so, I think most of the people that we've gotten feedback from, anyway, know who we are from our general like of the Tony Kornheiser show. Mm-hmm. So, first question I have: uh, mm-hmm. Where are you from, or how many places have you lived? First off, I'd like to say I'm I'm very happy to be on your show today. Thank you for having me as a guest. Thank you for being um, here. I don't know what I think about you saying there is no guest because I thought I was the guest. But but back to your question. Um, I originally grew up in the area around the North Carolina Virginia border. Um, there's a little town there called Danville, Virginia. It's near Greensboro, North Carolina, kind of just west of Durham-Raleigh area. Um, so I grew up there and lived there for, for several years until um, I was 10 or 12. I think it was when I was in going into sixth grade, so I think that's, what, 11, 12, something like that? Yeah. Um, that we moved to uh, Akron, Ohio, um, which was a, quite the difference in both weather and um, people and it was a very interesting experience transitioning uh from middle school transition transitioning to middle school in a place where i didn't know anybody and didn't know um really any of the area and uh compared to them have a very very heavy southern accent yeah (laughs) and so that was right away um you know something easy for them to poke fun at me at so it was a it was a it was a strange transition those those first those two years that I lived there, um, but you know ultimately it's one of those things where it, it it was great and worked out and I'm glad I got to live there. Um, and then I was also glad to move away from there when, <laughs> when two years later we moved to Tennessee. No, oh. and I lived in West Tennessee in a very small town there um, for 
four years, basically all through high school. Um, funny enough, my parents um, moved the day after I graduated from high school. So I was there from basically, you know, end of eighth grade year um, through very last day of high school graduation. Um, so four years. So did and, they, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. So did they, is that a situation where that, that it just happened or did they wait for you to graduate and then move? Um, my dad got a promotion and he was actually going back and forth for the last couple of months um, of my senior year in high school. So the, they waited until um, I had graduated before they moved um, back. And I went with them for that summer and spent another summer. And funny enough, they moved back to Akron, Ohio. Um, uh. Uh, my dad worked in the tire industry. So um, that was you know headquarters up there for a lot of different uh, companies. And so he moved around to different tire plants. And um, that's, that's why I, I lived in three or four different places growing up. Uh, and then shortly after that, after living there, when I went to college, um, they moved to Bangkok and spent oh. three years in Thailand. And I got to experience that and stay over there quite a bit when I wasn't in school. And cool. that was another, <laughs> you know, culture shock to, to say the least. Yeah. It's, Ohio it's to, to it's, China. Yeah. It, Wait, Thailand. Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's quite a culture shock to go from, from Ohio, Northeast Ohio to, to Bangkok, Thailand. Yes. Um, in many ways. And so that, that was also, like I said, another great experience that I wouldn't trade anything for that I was able to experience that. Um, and then they finally moved back here. And by that time I was in, you know, completely in college and on my own and, you know, paying for my own apartment and that kind of stuff. Um, so that's kind of the places I have lived. I lived in Tennessee. I went to the University of Tennessee, actually. Oh, that was um, my next question. Yeah. In Knoxville. Yes. And then um, was there for about eight years uh, through uh, college and through uh, and after college, worked there for uh, four or five years um, traveling, took a traveling job. And then because I had a traveling job, uh, most, of my tr- most of my trips were fly to Atlanta and then fly from Atlanta out to other places. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, so my wife and I, we were like, she's like, I got an opportunity to do this interview with this place in Atlanta. And I was like, yeah, let's move. And so we moved to Atlanta and then we've been in the Atlanta area for the last 15, 16 years now. Wow. So. You went to UT. Is that how you say it? Yes. Or because you, that's the how other te- UT, because yeah. you, Texas. Most people think of Texas, yeah. Yeah, because that's where some of my family members went. Yep. Um, you mentioned you had a Southern accent. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm no sociolinguist, but with your accent, I would have pegged you as being from, I don't know, California somewhere, maybe the Southern part, like maybe LA. I'm wrong on that. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's possible. You never know where I might end up. Okay, but currently you're in Atlanta. Well, as far as you know, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a good spot to move to the next question. Okay. One of the other things I wanted to ask you was what your parents did. You said your dad was in the tire in- industry. Mm-hmm. What about your mom? Uh, she started out working at a, at a bank, and then um, she ended up staying at home um, once I was born. Um, I was, I'm the oldest child, and so... Uh, once I was born, she stayed at home and just started doing crafting things like sewing and um, decorating and just did basically that up until even now. She's making things. Last week, she was telling me she showed me some stuff. Uh, we were there a few weekends ago and she uh, pulled out these, you know, like bags and stuff that she was making, just, you know, craftsy, artsy stuff. Um, and she's really good at it. And she makes she makes clothes for my daughter all the time. And it's it's really pretty cool. 
that's that is cool. So it sounds like you might get some of your artistic stuff from your mom. I believe so. And then my dad is a big time. Uh, he was a singer. He sang in choirs, like boys choirs, when he was growing up. He um, he has an album, which makes me laugh. And I he really does? And made fun of him. He has an album. Well, he was part of the album of a okay. some famous boys choir that he went to New York or somewhere up north. Um, I forget the details. And he was part of this like 400 person boys choir that they recorded this album of songs. Um, <laughs> Which I laughed at him then, but I think it's actually pretty cool now. Well, yeah. At that young of an age, I think he was less than 10 years old. Um, And then when he got older, he sang in bands and um, he says he plays guitar, but uh, don't listen to that. Um, (laughs) But he he is a really good singer. And um, growing up, I always thought he was um, at one point, I think when I was, I was probably less than 10 years old for sure. Um, but I have this memory of thinking and knowing, and, and I saw like on television or on the news or something, um, that, you know, Elvis, Elvis was dead and they were talking about that. And this was not very long after he died. I think he died in like what the late seventies or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. I, yeah. Yeah. 70, something. 77, something like yeah, that. 77. Yeah. We're not, we're not going to fact check this. We're right. Um, yeah. It's 77. Yeah. And so I looking at that and I've started thinking, oh, my dad kind of looks like him and when he sings, he kind of. <laughs> Is my dad Elvis? Because they were, you know, you'd hear all these stories about Elvis is, you know, they saw Elvis here and I'm thinking, is Elvis hiding out as my dad? <laughs> Which is the dumbest thing ever, obviously. I love but it. But as a little kid, you, you know, you, you often look up to your parents and especially as a, a young boy, you look up to your dad a lot. Uh-huh. So I got my singing and interest in music from him and probably the creative side from my mom. So it kind of just kind of. Half and half that way. Some good jeans. How do you know what kind of clothes I have on? Jeans. See, I knew you were going to say that. So (laughs) let me spell it out. G-E-N-E-S. Oh, okay. Okay. You mean like that DNA thing? Yeah, exactly. Like in in Jurassic Park where they got it out and the little little animated dude, the mosquito guy. Well... Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. I haven't. It's been too long since I've seen that. It's a dinosaur. Yeah, I don't remember. You need to watch Jurassic Park again. I guess That's so. my favorite part. They, they get the little ride. It's been a long time since I've seen that. That movie scared me. It's probably why I've blocked it all out. I can understand that. Yeah. It was scary. I went and saw that movie at a midnight showing, like the, when, the day it opened, and didn't know anything about it. It's just a friend of mine. I had a, a roommate who was uh, from Korea, and he, he spoke enough English that we could get along. And uh, I met him through a friend of mine, and he moved into our apartment because he needed a place to stay. And we had an extra room, and so he moved in with us. He was friends of my roommate at that time, and so he became my roommate. And uh, he he said, you want to go see this movie? And I was like, yeah. And he'd been in the country for, you know, like three or four months, going to college as a college student. And so we went to see that movie, and I'll never forget. There's a part in the movie where, um, I can't remember her name, the lead actress. She's in this, like, bunker. and. She's got her back to like the thing and she thinks she's turned on the power and everything's safe. And all of a sudden there's a jump scare there where either the dinosaur jumps out or like the guy's arm that's like Samuel Jackson's arm falls out. I can't remember exactly what it is, but I'll never forget. We're in the theaters, me and him and like five other people. He screamed like I've never heard my daughter (laughs) scream this high pitched. And it was it went on like, you know. 10 seconds of him screaming and he's like grabbing the seat. It freaked him out. And I laughed and laughed and laughed. And even like years later, yeah, he's not living that down. Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) 
and he he was really embarrassed, but he thought it was funny too. Later when we we pick on him about it, but anyway, that's my memories of Jurassic Park. Oh, that's what were we talking about? Um, you know, uh, we went on such a tangent. Um, speaking of tangents, I'll just go right to the next question because I think sure. that um, you answered that question. I I is your mother a prostitute? <laughs> Not that I know of. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, your dad's was Elvis, so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I w- was going to ask you about college, which we now know that you were, um, what, what is the mascot for Tennessee? Volunteers. Oh, yeah. Okay. Tennessee volunteer. So we now know that you were a volunteer. Yeah, but I, I don't keep up with college sports or anything, so I, I have no idea what's going on with them now. Well, Manning's gone. What does it matter? Yeah, I was actually there when Peyton Manning was there. Well, yeah, it's about the same age, right? Yep. Um, so I wanted. So you went to high school in Tennessee. Yes. Okay. Where and when did you meet your wife? At college, actually. Oh, okay. And it was. I spent most of my semesters at college at the University of Tennessee in Knoxville, which is the main campus. But the summer that after my parents had been in. Um, Thailand for a year. Mm-hmm. That next summer, I decided I'm, I decided I'm going to move back to my hometown, not my hometown, but where I went to high school, because they had a branch of the University of Tennessee there. It was a smaller campus, you know, like 2,000 students total. I mean, this town sure, had yep. less than 2,000 people total, not including the, the college student enrollment. Uh, so I was like, I'm going to go back here and kind of adjust, get back to people I know and be around, because after a year of being in Knoxville, even though some of my friends were there, you know, my family is gone. I mean, I, I saw them, you know, a couple months during the summer that year, and then a whole year went by and didn't see them. Um, so I was like, I'm going to go back here. And so I went back to uh, that West Tennessee branch of the University of uh, Tennessee, and uh, Deanna happened to be going there that semester. She was graduating that semester. And so she was there and just met her at school there. And it was one of these things where that's the only semester I went back there. We happened to meet. I went back to Knoxville. She got a job in Knoxville and came to Knoxville like the next, you know, after the next semester. See, those are the stories that I love. Don't you think there was, or do you think that there's a reason that you went back or don't you think like that? Well, I, I look back at it now and go, yeah, I met, I went back because I met her. I mean, exactly. we've been married for 20 years. We've been together for, you know, 23 years at this point, something like that. So, so it was really cool. Is she from Tennessee as well? Well, you're not from Tennessee, but you know, you kind of, uh, no. it sounds like you think of Tennessee as your home, or at least you did. I would kind of consider where I went to high school, my hometown. I think yeah. a lot of people look at it that way. Um, it's where I kind of grew up, um, yeah. even though it's, I was, I lived longer in other places. Um, it's where, it's where I went to high school. So it's where I went from being a kid to being a, an adult, yep. um, at least in age. I'm yes. still kind of childlike, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, she is, she's actually um, from Florida. Oh, okay. Her, her, all her family's down in Florida, like in the, in the Panhandle area. And um, so that's, you know, some of the craziness comes from, she has people in her family from Florida, you know. Florida yeah, is. yeah. Well, I'm just curious if she's heard of Flocka. <laughs> no, she got out long before that. Okay. Um, I think her, her dad and her mom and dad were, were smart. When, when she was really young, they moved to Wisconsin, actually. And they lived in Wisconsin for three or four years at least and built a house and were planning to stay there. Mm-hmm. And at one point they were driving from Wisconsin down to Florida to see, um, 
the rest of their family because all their all their family stayed in Florida. That's where they were from, and so they were in Wisconsin driving to to Florida, and that's you know quite a, quite a ways when you have two young kids in the car, especially. So the midway point of that was this little town in Tennessee, in West Tennessee, and so they just happened to stop there and uh, spend you know like a like a night there to to get a rest, and her dad was like. You know, I really like it here, and we could afford, you know, something pretty nice here. I, I think I'm going to sell my house in Wisconsin, and we're going to move here. And they moved there. Wow! And it just, just because it's like it's like stopping at the rest stop on the side yeah. of the road, you know, a little town, and going, "This is pretty cool. Let's move here." And he was a CPA, so he could move his business yeah. wherever. And that's how she ended up there. And I kind of roundabout way ended up there myself. And then the fact that we both were there for that one semester at once, it, you know. You, Stuff like that doesn't happen no, accidentally. Stars align. I don't believe. Yeah, totally. So thank goodness that he didn't stay like at a Motel Six or something when he stopped in this town. <laughs> or you might not ever move there. Yeah, it's true. No, 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 uh, no offense, Motel Six. Um, now tell me about your kids. My kids are nuts, but I guess everybody probably says it at some point about their kids. I love them, but they drive me insane. Yeah, I've heard um, that from a number of parents. Yes. Uh, I have a son who's 10 and a daughter who's five. And um, they're both in school now. Together, they both go to – she started kindergarten this year. He's in fifth grade, so they're in elementary school, same school, ride the bus. So I walk out with them in the morning. They get on the bus, and then they don't come home until the afternoon. So that's, that's my view of it right now, and it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> and they, they really like they, – they really enjoy school and are, you know, for the most part, good kids. And um, – it's a, we kind of talked about, you know, my son having um, autism. He's uh, yep. high functioning, but um, he's in a program at school for that. And um, he, he does pretty well. He loves to read. Um, he reads more than, I, I don't honestly see how it's possible how much he reads. And I would not believe him. I would think he was, you know, exaggerating. Except he takes tests at school. They have this reading program where he can take a test that's a computerized thing um, after he reads a book and it asks 20 questions about it. And if he gets a certain number right, he gets credit for reading that book in the program that they're doing. Um, and he, he read so much last year, I couldn't believe it. And I was like, yeah, I don't think he's reading that, but I'm, I'm not going to say that to him. And then he came back and he had all these tests done. And he had the proof that said, you know, I passed this test, passed this. I got, you know, 19 out of 20 on this, 18 out of 20 on this one. I, wow. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. He read over 5,000 pages of this book series. It's like across four books, and he read some of them twice um, in the past two weeks. So he wow. read 5,000. In addition to going to school, because he's been in school the whole time, he's in, and reading library books and doing his homework. I don't see how it's possible. That, well, that's he's, like he's short, sleeping at night. It's like Short Circuit. Have you seen the Short Circuit movie where the robot just read the book from head, you know, cover to cover oh, in 10 yeah. seconds? Yeah, it's been a long time. He really is like that. It, I, I would more like compare it to, have you ever seen The Fifth Element? Uh, I don't think the so. The one with Bruce Willis, The Future, and uh, what's-her-face, um, Mila Jovovich? No, I've seen... Oh, you need to see that. It's you, good. I, I've seen Do You Talk to Dead People or You See Dead People. What's that called? No. Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in for no. our new movie, You Talk to Dead People. <laughs> That's been our movie review segment for today. <laughs> you, you know dead people. I, uh, but anyway, there's a scene in Fifth Element where she's like looking at stuff on the computer and she just gets it going super fast and it's like going so fast you can't even see it. And she's like absorbing it all at once. And that's, that's kind of reminded me when you said that about the other thing uh, about the short circuit, yeah, it reminded yeah. me of that, that, that scene, that's, it's unbelievable. And my daughter who 
obviously she's five. She can't read yet. Um, I know some five-year-olds can, but she can't. And doesn't care about anything to do with school whatsoever. Loves going and loves hanging out with people. And is the happiest person I've ever seen from the second she opens her eyes in the morning until she goes to bed at night. She is, you know, joyful and happy and jumping around and excited and full of energy and is by far the toughest person I've ever met in my entire life. Wow. So Already at five. She, she, well, she's the adrenaline junkie that you were talking oh, about earlier. Totally. A hundred percent. I'm going to be riding roller coasters with her for many years to come as soon as she's old enough and t- you know, tall enough to get on one. Um, she, Bless she's your the, heart. She's the, she, I have one kid, my son, who goes to the doctor and you know, the day before, as soon as he finds out he has an appointment, he's like, I'm getting a shot. I don't want a shot. I don't want a shot. And it's really in his head and he's nervous about it and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he gets there and we, I basically have to, you know, hold him, not hold him down, but like hold him so he doesn't just all of a sudden decide I'm moving when they give him a shot. My daughter is the one who goes in and like, yeah, give me a shot. I want a shot. And they give her the shot and she like goes, ah, and laughs when oh they give my. her a shot. When she was two and they were doing like her two-year-old, like, and it's like three or four shots she has to get. She laughed. And the nurse went, I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen a kid as resilient as this. Yeah. And no, I've not heard that either. Kids hate shots. Oh, yeah. She loves them. She's, she's crazy is what she is. <laughs> but I've never seen anybody as tough as her. And it's a situation where I got hundreds of stories to tell about her, how tough she is. And, you know, my son as well about how good he is at, you know, different things. And he can focus like, you know like crazy, but uh, um, I'll save that for another time. Yeah, well, you know, it's going back to your son, it, it seems like autism has been, it's been, it's been good that it's, be, it's becoming more, people more know, know more about it now, and programs exist in schools when they weren't, it would never existed in the past. Absolutely. And so it sounds like he's in a good program and is able to excel. Uh, yeah, it's it's really been good for him as far as because his main struggles are social. Uh, I mean, like I think a lot of people with autism, that it's it's how to relate to people. Sure. And um, I know that it's easier to deal with um, people one on one in situations and then you get into larger groups and or people you don't know. And then it becomes, you know, um, can start to can uh, can be difficult at times. And that's what he struggled with um, in addition to some of the sensitivity stuff. But he's he's doing great. And I'm. I couldn't be proud of him and how he has latched on to reading as his thing and just really, really enjoys it and loves, you know, robots and dinosaurs and technology and stuff like that. So um, he keeps saying he's going to either be a programmer, a game designer or, you know, a paleontologist. Depends on what week you ask him. Yeah, that's great. And then going back to your daughter, I should have had her come with me to get a tetanus shot. Oh, she would have. She would have taken it for me. Oh, yeah, she would have. But it. The last time I took both of them to get shots, they got flu shots last year. And he's 10, and she's had just turned five. And he, she said, I want to go first, and she got the shot. And then so she was laughing, and he's like, he's real nervous, and he's getting really kind of upset about it. And she pats him on the shoulder and says, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Oh, any pets? No, not currently. But you have had pets in the past. Yeah, we have. Um, my wife and I had a dog for, uh, it was a, go- it was a golden, uh, not a golden retriever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what kind of dog I had. <laughs> it's a yellow lab. I just, it just, for some reason, blanked in my head. Uh, yeah, my wife and I had a yellow lab for um, 13 years. He was 13 years old, um, and um, he passed away probably six or seven years ago. Um, 
Uh, and that was tough, but you know, it's, he was getting old and his, he was breaking down and falling apart. So it was, it was, it was time and it was good. It worked, it worked out good. It's, there's Um, never, it's never easy, no matter how old they are. No. And no matter how much, you know, he's, he's better off because he's not suffering anymore. It's just, it's tough. Very tough. Um, we tried um, when my daughter was three, so a couple years ago, to get another dog, and we got um, we picked a dog up at, the, at a shelter. I think it was a mix of like a terrier, like a Jack Russell kind of terrier, and possibly um, um, like a boxer because um, he was brindle. Oh, mm-hmm. and really, really great dog, and I love I love this dog. Uh, but we had him for two months, and in that two months, uh, my daughter almost did him in a couple of times by feeding him credit cards and money. And just doing stuff. And he, I, fortunately, I was able to catch it every time. But yet, yeah, three years old, she just didn't understand. And um, so we had, to, we, had to, we had to take him back to the shelter. And, and we kept up with him and knew that, realized he got adopted by another family. So that, that worked out great. Yeah, but, that's, that um, makes you feel good. I was very sad to see that dog go, to be honest with you, even though he was only here for two months. Oh, uh, yeah. He was, he was very, very, he's the smartest dog I've ever owned. And I've owned, you know, five or 10 over the years. You know, not. <laughs> I know many dogs. I've buried I've had, ten dogs. <laughs> I'm going to say this because I, I had several when I kid, when I was a little kid. I can't remember how many. Um, you know, I've had several dogs as over the years, and he was by far the smartest dog I've ever I've ever seen. So I was sad to see him go, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. If it's if I have to choose between my kid and my dog, you know, the kids that's to stay. I mean, I think it's illegal for me to get rid of the kid anyway. Yeah. Well, they just become part of your family, you know, and I have, it's interesting because yeah. I have a 12 year old golden retriever lab mix. Oh, wow. So I know what you mean about the dog getting older and having harder times moving around. And then the other dog we have is a rat terrier, Jack Russell terrier mix. So it's kind of the oh, similar. Cool. So you've, yeah, yeah. this is a similar kind of tra- difference there in the, in the, in the two breeds. Definitely. Um, okay. We talked about Tony Kornheiser and our connection. That's how, I guess I didn't mention that that's how we met each other when we must have talked for what, over a year on email before ever actually meeting each other in person at TK Jingles Live and then this past June at TK Jingles Even Liver. Yes. Um, but when did you start listening to the Tony show? I started listening, it's probably been six or seven years ago. It wasn't long after, was it 2007 or 2009 when he came back with the, with the new show, with the current, what was, was the current show until recently? Well, it would have been after Monday Night Football. And the answer is, I don't know, but let's just pick a date. Let's go August 10th, 2008. Sounds good to me. Okay. We'll call it that. Okay. Uh, so basically, since then, um, I started out um, reading Tony's uh, columns. I read a few things that I, once, once that stuff started sort of getting online, um, and then I started reading him in ESPN Magazine when he did the little um, column for that. Uh, I think he only did that for like a year or so, though. And I read all those, and I really was like, I need to, I need to find out more about this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went back and read some of his older stuff. Um, I've actually never read one of his books, which is... Well, I don't think you're, you're not in the minority there. There's a lot of people that haven't. Oh, okay. Uh, I, need, I probably need to do that. Um, but then started watching PTI shortly after it started... What's it been like 10, 12 years, something like that? Maybe yeah, it's been a while. Yep. Um, so watched PTI basically after the first year or so uh, and watched every day. Um, put it on. That was the first thing always whenever I got a new DVR or TiVo or whatever it was called at that time. Um, I put that on there at first and that was the top priority. So I watched it every day. 
Cool. And you and I have both had the pleasure of doing the fortune teller segment. You've done it multiple yes. times. Yeah, I had three, three times. Three, three times. times last year. Yep. Bonnie gave me one shot. And <laughs> that's all I've gotten. No, we, I joked about it with Bonnie Burko. Um, yeah. And I said, you know, the, if I ever get to do fortune teller again, I, I want to say, this is Kirsten from Minnesota, the land of 10,000 lakes, man. She said, you totally should. <laughs> what's funny is that she would be totally behind that she would it may not make the air but she would no she's great okay now the question we've all been waiting for Mm -hmm. i think you know i've mentioned or we both mentioned that you've written and performed all the music for this podcast except for any parodies like the the you obviously didn't write the music for that tetanus jingle i did that's a that's a parody of the core's breathless um But anyone who knows anything about the TK show or the TK Jingles or TKJingles.com, they're well well aware of your talent as a musician. Tell me, when did you first become interested in music and kind of how that came about? Um, That's easy because the first thing um, that comes to mind is it would be my dad who really introduced me to music. I would, you know, go to wherever his band was playing and and whenever I got a chance to see them practice or rehearse, you know, I can still remember that even as a very small kid. and then when I was 10 or 11, um, the first time I heard Purple Rain, uh, my cousin lived next door, had the album, like the actual LP vinyl album. Nice. Um, and we listened to that. And I remember, I remember the, like, the color of the walls. And I remember like, being in his room. And I remember what, you know, where I was sitting and everything about that moment as we listened to that entire thing. That, so that was a tremendous, you know, Prince being a tremendous influence on me at that point. Um, few years later, when I got into high school, I went back and discovered um, more like Van Halen, uh, early Van Halen, like the first Van Halen album. And I was like, I want to play guitar like that. Um, oh, okay. And moved from that to uh, like Clapton and Stevie Ray Vaughan was a huge influence on me. So I kind of uh, went from, you know, Van Halen, I'm doing all this crazy, you know, acrobatics on the guitar or trying to anyway at that point. <laughs> um, hadn't, hadn't gotten there quite yet uh, to, oh, the way this guy... Um, these guys are playing, these blues guys are playing like one note and making it, you know, the world. Um, so from, you know, Clapton and Stevie Ray got me into like BB King and Buddy Guy uh, and going back to Albert Collins and Albert King and those, those guys um, listened to a lot of that um, really influenced um, how I play and, you know, what I wanted to play. And kind of my own style has come out of, if you take Prince and Van Halen and guys like that, you know, Steve Vai, Joe Satriani, who are more instrumental type players. Um, maybe if, you know, people out there play guitar, they would, they would recognize those names, but you take those guys and combine it with, you know, Clapton and SRV and, um, you know, Albert Collins and Albert King and Buddy Guy and those guys, uh, it kind of, I'm kind of riding the line between those in, in a lot of cases and, and how I, at least I want <laughs> to be able to play. Um, uh, so that's, that's where like my style of playing comes from. And that's, those are probably my biggest influences, specifically guitar related influences. That's quite a mix. It's interesting. Yeah. I hope usually. No, it, it is. And that was, you know, so you, you kind of, I, that was one of my later questions was some of your influences. But what about, um, what other instruments do you play? Uh, primarily guitar. I play bass. I started out actually playing bass. Um, played bass for a couple of years before I moved to guitar. Uh, so I, every now and then I'll, you know, I have to play bass on anything I'm recording, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I play drums. Um, I learned how to play drums about 20 years ago. Uh, for a friend of mine's album who was, you know, 
he was like, hey, I'm going to do this album. And he had a drummer lined up and he had it set up to record. And the guy, um, the guy couldn't end up doing it for some reason. And so we postponed it for about three months and I learned how to play drums good enough and then just kind of went from there. Um, it, to, wait a minute. In three months? Well, good enough to record the you know little bitty straightforward stuff. Yeah, it's pretty pretty kind of impressive. Developed it from there. Well, it it's it's one of these things where I see people who can like draw and like do like um like art, basically paint that yeah, kind of stuff, yeah. uh, or or very good writers. And I'm like, I don't see how I could ever do that. Oh yeah. And everybody's good and it's something. It may not even be in the creative side of things. You may be really good at numbers, or you may be really good at um something else like managing people or you may be really good at relating to to different things. And it's a situation where I look at other areas that I'm not good at and go, I don't see how I could ever do that. That's amazing. So, but just the music side of it and the, especially the instrumentation and stuff like that come just, it just comes natural. Yeah. Well, we talked about what your, who your, some of your favorite musicians were, who you were influenced by. So Mm -hmm. what do you, do you do any performances in public or have you in the past or what kind of, um, uh, yes. Okay, go ahead. I have. Um, I used to, you know, 10 years ago, I, that kind of dwindled off a little bit um, when my son was born. And it's just one of these things where um, I had opportunities at one point to travel around and, and go on tour. And a band that I was playing in was going to tour and uh, open up for like known acts. And it was just a situation where I'm like, you know, this is not where I'm at in my life right now. And I don't want to be gone for six months when I have a, you know, a little kid at home. Uh, and never, never regret that because, you know, it, every time I had that opportunity to go, I always look back at it now and I see that, you know, it kind of fell apart or, um, they went out for a couple months and came back or, you know, that situation. I had some people that I banded, I played with, I was in for a year uh, and then they got signed to a record contract, um, smaller label, but, um, they were going to tour Europe and Japan and stuff like that. And they went and did it. And it was just like one of these things where, Everybody that I was friends with in the band kind of just fell off as they were like, God, this is not what I want to do and quit in the middle and that kind of stuff. And so I, I made the right decision for me personally. And then for other people, you know, they may have, the other decision might have been the right way. But yeah. so I'll say that um, right now I'm not really doing all that much in terms of playing, but I'm actually starting to get back into it. I actually met with some guys uh, last week. We're going to go out and start playing uh, again, a drummer, a bass player. Uh, and hopefully, you know, you know, we'll see what comes of that, but I'm, I'm not really into playing in cover bands and things like that. Uh, I've done that before and, you know, every now and then I'll still get my acoustic guitar and somebody will, you know, hire me to come out and do something. But, uh, it's, it's really primarily what I do now is record stuff and, and work on that, work on it from the recording side of things. That's pretty cool though, that you're going to start something up. Are you going to just kind of local, do local stuff? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Locally, Uh, you're not going to get into the traveling thing now that your kids are older. No, 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 no. Yeah. I have zero interest. I traveled. I had a job where I traveled for five years all over the world and like a corporate job uh, before I quit to become a musician. Um, this is many years ago, right out of college. Okay. And I did that and I have traveled enough to last me the rest of my entire life. Okay. Because <laughs> I was gone, you know, 20, 20 to 25 days per month, every month for five years. Oh, yeah, that's not... No way. And I suppose you had to get on airplanes. You're not taking the Madden bus. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, it was flying. I mean, I went, uh, you know, around the world. So it was be kind of hard to take the bus see, <laughs> to Europe see, that's or where I See, that's where I go to right away is do you have to get on the airplane and how long is the flight? Oh, yeah. Ugh. I well, never had a problem with that. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I, I well, totally, yeah, especially if you're I traveling. 
<laughs> yeah, that would have been real bad to have uh, not wanting to fly and having a job where you have to fly literally right. every other day. <laughs> You're gone. Right. Yeah, I know. It would be terrible. Probably yeah. one of the reasons Kornheiser quit Monday Night Football or was yeah, let travel. go or whatever happened, but he couldn't stand it. No, nah, that that would that that would have been pretty tough. Yep. Even even the bus trips. Yep. Uh, I've I've been on long drives before and it's just I'd rather take the airplane and honestly now I don't want to do either one of them. I'm I'm good mm-hmm. to stay at home. I'm if I have to go to drive my kids somewhere for something or you know, we go out to eat and I drive 10 minutes up the road, that's good enough for me. Oh, I like I love road trips. I'm still good with road trips. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got what four more coming up, and you yeah. <laughs> just went on three or something. Yeah, like I'll be on. I'll be on another trip here soon. Where's KJ this week? Yes. Um, so I'm. That's good that you know. That was one of my questions after you said that you um, had an opportunity to to kind of travel as a musician that you don't regret it. That was one of my follow up questions. Like, did you? Are you happy with that decision? It sounds like you are. So that's great. That's all that matters. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I had I worked with people and wrote songs with people and were was in bands with people that, you know, have signed record deals and you're thinking, you know, as a as a young musician, you're like, This is all I want, this is what I'm going for. And it you know, I was that way when as a teenager and then when it happened to me in my early twenties, mid twenties, I was like, This is great, uh, this is awesome, this is this is gonna happen and then I was like it it almost in all cases of people that I've met, it's like it's been fun and it was great, but if that is your main focus in your life and that's what you're primarily, you know, focused on, it it never turns out like you think it's going to turn out. Yeah. In most yeah. cases. And I, honestly, that could probably be applied to anything yep, in life. Yeah, I you're was just thinking to. that. You can apply that to anything, right? So if, yeah, so if, if if you have to give up your family or your friends or or people that are, you know, good in your life in order to, to achieve something, then that something is probably almost always not worth it really in the long run. Right. Yeah, but I'd agree with that. So we're talking about do you perform in public? Do you get nervous mm-hmm. before performance? Oh no. I I was never really nervous to begin with, even as a even as a kid when I would put on these shows for my we'd have a family reunion and I would get at the piano and be like, Hey, I'm gonna play you this song and you know, bang out, you know, some little thing that I'd made up that was three or four chords and try to sing along with it and it was, you know, it wasn't all that great, but you know, they it was my family, so they laughed they clapped and some of them laughed, but <laughs> they mostly clapped and enjoyed it. And even at that point it was this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So you just, that's good. No fear. Kind of like your daughter. Yeah. She, my wife and I often joke that she is, she is the little version of me. Yeah. So. That's good. Are you nervous She's much now? tougher than me though. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I know these are tough questions, so just want to make sure. Yeah. The, the yeah. I, I don't know what's coming up next, but maybe, I mean, are you trying to tell me I should be nervous? No. Okay. If anyone, uh, is interested in hearing more music from you besides these podcast bumpers or TK jingles, where can we hear it? Um, Shameless plug time. Well, I, I'm, you know me, I'm terrible at self-promotion. I'm terrible at any kind of promotion, but especially self-promotion. Yeah. Um, So I'll say that you can go to SoundCloud and our speaking of tangents, SoundCloud follows me on SoundCloud. So you can get to it from that. If you really want to see some stuff in progress, Um, I have a couple of albums that, are, that were made before uh, iTunes was a huge thing. The last one never got released 10 years ago. That probably would have been on iTunes. Um, so what I'm doing right now is actually uh, I'm working on, and you know this because you're, you're, <laughs> you're helping me with some, giving me a, advice and feedback on a lot of it, is mm-hmm. uh, 
working on finishing up some songs for uh, uh, an album um, playlist, whatever you want to call it. I I call it an album because that's the generation that I'm from. Right. Um, yep. That I will you know release on iTunes hopefully and and get it out there. And if nothing else, I'll put it up on SoundCloud at some point uh, where people can listen to that. And I'll make sure to you know keep the information updated on that kind of stuff. I'm hoping by the end of the year that'll be completely done. Awesome. I look forward to hearing that. Do you teach music? Used to, yes. Um, and still every now and then I'll have someone contact me and ask me questions, some of the old students, uh, primarily guitar mm-hmm. uh, students. Um, so yeah, do you... In pretty much any age. So do you teach guitar online, like say via Skype or anything like that? Just asking for a friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've never tried that, but, you know, I'm not technology averse. I'm, you know, no, you're I'm not. You're very well good averse, at that. So. Uh, I, I think that I think that might be a, a way to go, actually. Okay, well, possibly. I'll let my friend know. Okay. Um, all right, let's let's <laughs> tell let, her it's free for her. It's a thousand dollars a minute for everybody else. Now, did I say her? Could be, you know, my friend. Yeah. Tell your friend then okay. <laughs> that it's free for your friend. Okay. All right. Uh, let's let's um, you know you got through the tough tough question. Let's oh, okay. let's play a would you rather. That sounds good to me. So, I got a few of these, not many. We're almost done. Would you rather watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Goonies, or The Breakfast Club? Ferris, for sure. No, no, no doubt. Hands down. No, I would say Ferris, Goonies, Breakfast Club. In that order. Oh, yeah. I, and Breakfast Club, a distant third. Okay. To be honest. Yeah, well, that, I guess that's kind of my order, too. Maybe that's why I put it in that order when I wrote the question. Ah, subliminal, see? Yeah, I guess. Um, would you rather read an ebook like on a Kindle, or would you rather read an actual bound book? An actual book. Okay. Vacation in Hawaii. I'm old. I mean, come on. <laughs> Vacation in Hawaii or Alaska? Hmm. I would say if it was just me by myself, I would say Hawaii. But if I go on a vacation, the ideal vacation would be just me and Deanna. So that. I would probably say Alaska for the two of us. Interesting. So if you're by yourself, why are you going to be exploring more in Hawaii that you wouldn't be doing with Deanna? Oh, no, I'm going to be sitting on the beach. Okay, you're a, be- Eight you're hours a beach a day. guy. Yeah, I grew up from the time I was six or seven. My parents would go on vacation for two weeks out of the, uh, every summer, and we'd go to the beach, and we, wouldn't, we would go to the house or the condo or wherever we were staying, mm-hmm. and it, that was on the beach. And we would never get back in the car for that entire two weeks. We didn't go out to eat. We didn't do anything. We went to the grocery store and bought the food that we needed and kept it there. And it was beach, 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 beach. So that's, that's how I grew up. That's, that's me. That's who I am. But, you know, that's not, um, that's not Deanna's thing. So I, I'm totally for, um, I, I'd rather spend time with her than go sit on a beach by myself. There, that's for sure. There's a good answer right there. Um. Have a night out or an evening in? And I think I know the answer based on what you just said about the beach. 100% in. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, that's me too. Um, Would you rather use Facebook, Snapchat, or Twitter? I'm going to say Twitter because I've never used Facebook and I don't know how to use Snapchat. I don't even know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I figured that would be your answer, but. Yeah. Would you rather watch sports or play sports? Um. Now, watch sports. If you'd have asked me this prior to the last three years, I would say play sports. 
So did you play sports in high school or college? Yes. Yeah, I played I was on the football team in uh, high school and ran track. Okay. And was actually was was decent enough on the, to be on the on the team playing football. You know, got to play in every game and that kind of stuff. Um, in high school or college? In high school. Oh. College, no. College, I didn't do anything. Oh, okay. And I, I ran track. I was pretty good track. I, you know, went to the state meets and that kind of stuff in um, in high school. Oh. Never never won anything worth anything. But but uh, qualified for state. Yeah, distance runner basically. So I um I ran the um. What's now called the fifteen hundred meters? They used to call it the mile. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so did that, and then ran the um. What in back when I this is how long ago it was. It was called the eight eighty. <laughs> yeah, not heard instead of that. Of the, instead of well, it's you know it's a half a mile basically. It's two laps. Okay. And it, it's it's back. It's when you know eight hundred eighty. I think was it feet? I guess probably, but they they don't, don't have know. that event, do they? Anymore? Uh, yeah, it's it's the eight hundred eight hundred meters now. Oh, the eight hundred. Okay. You know, like the four hundred is, and it's it's it's. it's it's got to be yards. I'm an idiot. It's not feet. It's yards. Well, can you tell that I've not been in track because I didn't catch it? <laughs> well, I, we're not we're not math majors. Even though I did I did minor in math in college. <laughs> well, that's worse then, because I fully yes. admit that I suck at math. <laughs> I'm not good at it. It was just I had enough courses. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever it was, you were you excelled at the 400 foot meter. Race eight hundred and fifteen hundred, five thousand. What is it? I did <laughs> fifteen hundred. You can run long distances. Yes, and it's because I can tolerate it. I'm not fast, but I'm good enough. I was better. That's why I was better at the mile than the half mile because I could tolerate basically running my full speed the entire time. Just because I was just I. I just that's just in genetics thing, I guess. Yeah, you were you were built. It was built in in you. I think I know the answer to this question: dog mm-hmm. or cat? Dog. All right, two more, and these are the most important. Okay. Would you rather eat apple slices, grilled chicken with raspberry cream sauce, or tuna fish in a packet? Apple slices. No hesitation at all. Oh no 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 because. No. You might as well have said apple slices or glass and broken light bulbs because that's what I consider the other two. Okay. I'm not into whatever else that other stuff is. Apple slices. And Oreos or Hydrox? Um, they're really about the same to me. Yeah, I, I have to. I, I have, could go either way on that. Yeah. Well, I have to decide on Oreo. I have to decide with Oreos because Hydrox doesn't make a double stuff. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, Oreos. Yeah, you have to have the double stuff. It's been a while since I've had Hydrox. Me too. But if you can take, if you compare no double, single, normal, Mm -hmm. I don't think I can pick one. Yeah, it's, I can tell the difference in the taste, I think. I, I think if you just, if it was a blind taste test, I think I could guess, but it would be, one of these where, yeah, either one of these are fine. And no, neither one of these are so great that I, you know, throwing away the other. I'm eating them all. It's a cookie. If it's a cookie, I'm eating it. <laughs> okay. I think that's, that's pretty a, much my rule. I think that's a good way to end. If it's a cookie, I'm eating it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So that was all I had. Okay. I'd, well, it's been, a, it's been a pleasure being on your show today. I hope I can, you know, come back and join you again another time. I'd love to have you. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. Or me. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> All right.
We hope you've enjoyed this bonus episode. If you did, you can let us know on Twitter or Facebook at Speak Tangents, through email at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com, or our website, speakingoftangents.com. Also, please consider leaving us an iTunes review. Well, that does it for part one of the podcasts of Christmas past, part one. Tune in tomorrow for part two of the podcasts of Christmas past, part two where you'll hear KJ talk about all sorts of things that are way more interesting. And since we've been told that cliffhangers make people more likely to tune in to the next episode, let me just put it this way. I love snow peas. And I love you. Bye-bye.